The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masichet Sota has been dedicated by our good friends and Talmud, Mr. Haimi and Dina Dana, for the success of their children and especially the Fuashirema Moshe Ben Dina. Today's is being studied. The Nishmat Marat Zikanati Today's daf is being studied for Ashlema, Sarah, Ruhama, Batrahel, Sarah, Batrahel, Shem and Dina, Moshe, Ben Rahel, Elna, the Fernandahim, for the Nefesh, Urfua Taguf, Urfua Tam, Kerubanabo. The Hindi Rasul Ramad Amen, we begin today's daf on the Madvava Amud Bet, and we are beginning with the Gemara on the bottom of the. Amud, two lines on the bottom, Yehuda Mahi. We learned in the previous Gemara that Yehuda, as well as Yosef Sadiq, both were Mekadesh Shem Shamaim. Yosef was Mekadesh Shem Shamaim Beseter, therefore he was Zuchet to get one letter from God's name, the letter He in his name. His name was changed from Yosef to Yehosef. And Yehuda made a Kiddush Hashem in public. Therefore all the letters of his name are the letters of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he has Yudke, Vavke, and his, and his name, Yehuda. So the question then is, where was this Kiddush Hashem that Yehuda uh, accomplished? So the Gebra says, Yehuda, my, what is that Kiddush Hashem? My, the Tanya, Yerbimir, Omer, Kesha'am, do Yisrael alayam, when the Jewish people were standing at Yamsuf, when they were leaving Egypt, Hayu Shevatim, Minatsechim, which means the tribes were competing with each other. What was this competition? Each one was arguing who's going to be the first one to jump into the Yamsuf. So what happened? Kafa Shivto Shel Binyamin. So the tribe of Binyamin jumped in first. The Pasuk says, in the Tehidim, Sham Binyamin Sa'ir Rodem. Which means there, Binyamin, the youngest, rules them. So they give us, Al-Tikre Rodem Ela Rad Yam. Which means Rodem, they went into the Yam first. Right, and the Sarim, the princes of Yehuda, they were stoning them. like the pasuk says, Right, the princes of Yehuda, Rigmatam, were stoning them, which means they wanted to uh, go into the uh, sea uh, first. As a result, because Binyamin went into the waters first, so he ended up becoming the Ushpizchan, um, uh, the host to the Shekhinah, which means the Beit HaMikdash is in the uh, section of Binyamin. As a result, he made that Kiddush Shem Binyamin, he jumped in the waters first, so that God rewarded him by putting the Beit HaMikdash in his section. Shnei Emar, Uben Ketefav Shekhin. Uben Ketefav Shekhin, 
which means uh, in between, literally in between his uh, shoulders does he rest, which means in between Binyamin's shoulders, so to speak. That's in his helik. That's where the Bet Hamikdash is um, is built. That is an interesting tosafot over here. Uh, the argument between the tribes of Binyamin and Yehuda at Yamsu. So Tosfot over here brings a famous mashal. Look at the top Tosfot. Kach shenuya beraita b'mechaltin mashal lema davar dome the melech basar badam shayudo shne banim. King, he had two sons. Ehad gadol vehad katan. One was older, one was younger. Amalek katan ha'amideni ima netzahama. He told his younger son, wake me up at netzahama. Wake me up at sunrise. Amalek gadol ha'amideni begim l'shot. He told the older son, wake me up at three hours. Wake me up at eight o'clock. Ba katan ha'amido ima netzahama. So the younger son, you know, got up uh, at uh, netz, to wake up his father at netz. Velo niho gadol. But the older son didn't let him. Amar lo, lo amar li el agim l'shot. Hey, your father, the, the, the father told us not to wake us up till, uh, till the three hours in the day. The katan amar lo, amar li el agim l'shot. said, no, he told me to wake him up at night. So the children start fighting by the father's bed. What time are you supposed to wake up? In the interim, because they were making so much noise. Mitoch shayu amdim sovin, ninaar avien. The father woke up. Amar lehen banai mikol makom shenechem lo kivantem ele lechbodi. Both of you, you only had my intention, you only had my kavod in mind. Af ani lo ekapeh atzecharchem. Masachar natnu shevtoshim binyamin. So similar, that's the uh, mashal over here. Which means, uh, Yehuda wants to do the mitzvah, and Binyamin wants to do the mitzvah. So they're both fighting over who's going to do the mitzvah. And I'll explain to you the depth of the mashal, the way I understood it, from the, from the mefash, and they like this. That there was a fundamental machlokah between Binyamin and um, Yehuda, how the mitzvah should be uh, fulfilled. According to Binyamin, he's the son in the mashal, he's the youngest son in the mashal, that was asked to wake his father up at Nitzahama. Now normally a king doesn't wake up at Nitzahama, that's uh, supernatural for a, a king to wake up so early. Binyamin held that the miracle has to be done in a supernatural way, and therefore you have to jump into the waters and let it split immediately, and that's going to be, you know, an o- open miracle. Whereas Yehuda was the oldest son in the Mashal, where he wants to wake up his father at the normal time. The normal time is at 8 o'clock when the, the kings get up, which means he held, let the wind blow, because the wind was blowing the entire night and the entire morning before the sea split. So Yehuda held, let the wind blow a little more in order to make the miracle less supernatural. And if he wanted to jump in later, if he was stopping Binyamin in order to to do it later. So in the end they're both fighting. But they're both fighting with Shem Shaman. One wants to make the miracle in an open way. One wants to make it in a hidden way. One wants to make his father up in the hits in the supernatural way. One wants to make his father up in the normal time. So God says, you know what? You're both fighting for my honor. You're both going to get reward. What was the reward that Tosfot says? So it says, Right? The Shekhinah Rest in this place, and we just read in the Gemara, Shneemar, Malchut. And the tribe of Yehuda was okay to kingdom. Like it says, Shneemar, Sarei Yehuda, Rigmatam. Rigmatam means they stoned it, but it doesn't mean physically they stoned, which means they were fighting, they were arguing. But the word Rigmatam also is Malchut, Shneemar, Badil Amar, Bishasar, Bishub, Daniel, Argivana, which means Yehuda got Malchut, and Benjamin got the Shekhinah in his place. So that is the Shita. The first sheet that comes again when I continues. Amar lo Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda says, "No, that's not how it happened." Lo kakayam naase. Elaze omer en ani yoret tehila layam. Veze omer en ani yoret tehila layam. 
the opposite. Everybody was arguing, they don't want to be the first one. All the tribes were fighting with each other. Not me, not me. What happened? Kafatz Nachshon ben Aminadav was from the tribe of Yehuda. And he jumped into the waters first. Like the Pasuk says, Ephraim surrounded me in falsehood at the house of Israel with deceit. Which means nobody wanted to, 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 to do the mitzvah. That she says, She smoch alav dikhashu beimunatam. Which means they didn't have faith. They didn't have faith in Kadosh Baruchu. So what does the Pasu say? Vihuda odrad im el. But Yehuda still ruled with God. Which means he still had faith with the Kadosh Baruchu. Vihalav mefaresh bekabbalah. And then we have a tradition. What it says in the Pasuk, She prayed, Please God, bring me a salvation, because the waters have reached until my soul. She's when Yehuda, when Nachshom and walked into the waters, the waters went up to his neck. He was going to drown. He said, She said, you know, save me God. And then all of a sudden, once he said that, then the seas, Then I've sunk in the mire of shadowy depths, and there was no foothold. Which means... This is what he said when he entered the water. Then he continues, Al tishtefeni shibolet mine, let not the rushing current sweep me away. Al tiblaeni mitzula, no let the shadowy depth swallow me. At that time, Hayam Moshe Ma'adik Mitfila. Shalabin was praying a long tefila, Takadosh Baruchu. Amaloa Kadosh Baruchu. Yedidai tovim bayam. My friends or my beloved ones are drowning in the water. Jesus, the Jewish people, they're drowning in the water. It's not time for a long-winded prayer. And you're uh, making a long tefillah. What do you want me to do? I have to pray uh, that, uh, that they're saved. Pray to the, uh, to tell the Jewish people, travel. Lift up your stick, your hand, and put it over the waters, and let them split. As a result of that, that was the Kiddush Hashem that was talking about, that Yehuda jumped into the waters first, that's the Kiddush Hashem that he made in public, if he was Zochet to what? To have Malchut, to have the sovereignty in Israel, Yisrael Mamshelotav Yehuda became God's sanctified one over Israel as dominions. He ruled over Israel. Why did Yehuda zochet to that? Mishum da yamra avayanos. The next person was the yamra avayanos. What did it see? It saw Yehuda. Nachshom and when he ran into the waters, so it saw the uh, self-sacrifice of Yehuda. Therefore, it's therefore he was zochet. To Malchut, as well as the Gemara said earlier, was okay that his name has all the letters of Havaya in it. Now, it should be noted as a famous Dinasha on this that when the uh, Moshe Rabbeinu was going out, when the Jewish people were going out of Egypt, so said Moshe Rabbeinu was making a tefillah. So God told him, uh, It's too long, what are, you, what are you making a tefillah? Now's not a time for prayer, now's a time for action. Take the stick and go uh, split the sea. So the Pasuk says, God told Moshe, Mat itzak elai. What are you screaming? So the Midrash writes, that the God told Moshe Rabbeinu, Lo sha'at tefillah aruka, ve lo sha'at tefillah ketzara. It's not a time, not for a long prayer, and not for a 
short prayer. Just go tell the Jewish people to travel. So God was alluding to Moshe Rabbeinu that in his life, he's going to have a long prayer, he's going to have a short prayer. What was the long prayer that he had? The prayer that lasted 40 days and 40 nights, when he went to pray for the Jewish people after they worshipped the Eagle. What was the shortest prayer of Moshe Rabbeinu? When he prayed for his sister Miriam, El na refa na la, the five words when she was a, she had leprosy. So the rabbis went and said, did Hashem, said, mat tis'ak elai, man, nem he. That Moshe Rabbeinu, the longest prayer was mem, was 40 days and 40 nights, and he is... Five, five words. So God said, Matisak, Lot Tefila Aruka, Velot Tefila Ketsara. Not a long Tefila, not a short Tefila. Matisak Eli. The bit of an Israel, the Israel comes, the Egebala says, Tanya. The Bill Yerezer, Ben Yakuba Meriya, Shalom Alevine Mata. We're going back to the episode of Hargirizim and Haribal. The Jewish people came in to Eris Israel on that first day. In the times of Yahushua ben Nun, so they got to the two mountains, Har Gerizim and Har Eval. Six tribes were on one mountain, six tribes were on the other mountain. The Nabi tells us that the Levim and the Kohanim were actually down there in between the mountains, okay, with the Aaron. So the Gemara comes along and says, You can't say that the Levim were down below. In between the mountains, Shekevan Ne'eman Lemala, because already tells us that uh, they were on top of the mountain. Because when Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the Torah, it says, So we know that Levi was on top of the mountain. How could you tell me he was below? But you can't tell me he was on top of the mountain. Shekevan Ne'eman Lemata, because we have another pasuk that tells me he was actually. In the middle, like the Pasuk says in the book of Yeshua, Bechol Yisrael uskenav omdim mizeh umizeh laron neged the Kohanim Levim, al ma Kohanim Levim lematay. So make up your mind with Levim on top of the mountain or with Levim at the foot of the mountain. So the Gemara says, I can't say how do you square it off? Ziknik whenever the Viale mata the elders of the Kohanim and the Levim were downstairs, the rest were above. So he wants to make a haluk between the elders and the young ones. Comes the, uh, and the Pasuk is much like that, because the Vichoy Yisrael Uskenav. Right? So you can make the Pasuk like that. The Biyoshiyah Omer, Anybody that was of age to serve, so long as they were still in the age of service, they stayed lemata. What is that uh, age? The age of Levim is between the age of 30 and 50. That's the age that they're able to serve, to carry the Aron. So that whoever was of service age was downstairs. Which means everybody, according to Rabbi, everybody was down. Which means Yisrael v'levim lemata. Nobody was standing on any mountains. According to the Bihadush now. Even though we said that the six on this mountain, six on that mountain, it's not so. Everybody was really on the ground. And then they started with the Berachot, they faced Har Girizim. They faced Har Ivan, they opened up with the Kedala. Oh, the question is, But the Pasuk says they were Al, they were on the mountain. How can you tell me now nobody was on the mountain? Doesn't the Pasuk say they were on the mountain? So comes the Gemara and says, Al Bissamuch. Okay, new interpretation. Sometimes the word Al means on, and sometimes that word Al means next to. 
This word al argirizim al arebalovim means next to them, which is six tribes stood next to one man, and six tribes stood next to another man. How do you know that sometimes the word al means uh, next to or near? So comes the Gemara and says, I'll prove it to Tanya that we have a brighter. What is it about? Which means, and you will place on the ma'arech, which is the table, the shulchan, you will place ma'arech, you will place lebona. Lebona is frankincense. That was so about the shulchan where you had the, the lecham apanim. Now we know on the lecham apanim, uh, besides the 12 shobar that were on the table, you had two spoons, and the spoons over there were next to the rack of breads, and in that, those spoons you had frankincense, lebona, that was also on the table. Now we know that the frankincense al. Now we know it was not on the lecham apanim. Correct? It was near the Lehamapanim, even though the word Al is used. You didn't put it on the stack of breads themselves. Maybe you're going to put it on it directly. Which is, you have another Pasuk over there that's talking about the Parochet. Uh, it says the parochet is going to be placed on the Aaron. And we know the parochet was not placed on the Aaron. The parochet was a partition. It separated in front of the Aaron. Even though it says the word ala Aaron, it means near the Aaron. So to buy the le'amapanim, when it says you put the lebonah, the frankincense, doesn't mean you put it on the stack of bread, you put it near it. So to when it came to Arganism and Ar-Ibal, the beast says, when it says they stood ala doesn't mean on the man, it means next to the man. So it comes out, we have three shitot over here, the the position of how Christ is stood at the man. Let's review the three shitot. First shita is the elders of the Levine were downstairs and the rest of the Levine were upstairs. Second shita, those that were worthy to serve between 30 and 50 were downstairs and everybody else. Well, the Levine were up. Third shita, for the B, everybody, Kwanim, Levine, Mesi, were downstairs. But it says, Al. Al means Besamuch. Okay, comes the Gemara now and goes on to a new topic. We discuss now exactly the Berachot and the Kedalot that were given on that day. Now, let's just review uh, over here. When we talk about uh, constantly uh, about the Berit, the covenant that God has made with the Jewish people. This covenant, to become more specific, is the covenant that we made with God to accept the Torah and the mitzvot. What the Gemara now is going to systematically try to explain to us how many covenants did we uh, accept when it comes to the Torah. According to all opinions, it wasn't just one time where we said we accept to fulfill the whole Torah. As we're going to see over here, it was many times God brought us into this covenant over and over again at different locations to accept the Torah. Now, besides accepting each mitzvah, the Gemara is going to tell us that each mitzvah has four components to it. Which is, we didn't just accept upon ourselves to fulfill the mitzvah. The Gemara is going to tell us that we accepted upon ourselves to fulfill the mitzvah, lishmor, or to, to, to learn the mitzvah, to guard the mitzvah, that means the Marcha says to review it over and over again so we don't forget it, to do the mitzvah and to teach the mitzvah. So technically every single mitzvah, there's four covenants on that mitzvah. The four different aspects of the mitzvah itself. 
Again, to learn it, to guard it, that's to review the mitzvah, to do it, that's the action of it, and to teach it. Like the Gemara is going to say. And, and we're going to see that every mitzvah was, uh, we're going to see in the Kedalot now especially, there was a general mitzvah, a general beracha, and a general kelala, and then a specific beracha, and a specific Kelala. We'll explain what that means immediately. Let's begin the Gemara. Tarabanan, we have a Braita. We are three lines from the bottom of the Amud. Baruch Bechlal, Baruch Bifrat. There was a general Baruch, that's Baruch Bechlal, and Baruch Bifrat. And there was the specific Beracha. Arur Bechlal, and you had the general Arur, then you had the Arur Bifrat. And then on each one of these items, there was four components. Lilmod, now let's read Rashi just to get the understanding of what's taking place over here. Look at Rashi Baruch Bechlad Baruch Befat. Now, incidentally, on the Hargizim and Eval, there was 11 Berachot said that day. 11 Berachot followed by, not followed by, but 11 Berachot and 11 Kedalot. Rashi says, there was a general beracha and a prat uh, is a specific. How? Baruch Asher Yakim That's general. Baruch blesses the man that keeps his whole Torah. Arur Asher Lo Yakim. Okay, and then the opposite. Curses the man that doesn't keep the whole Torah. Hare Bichlal. Vechol Achat Vechat Bifrat. Baruch Vearur. Baruch Asher Lo Yaseh Pesel Masicha. Right, then it was a specific, you know, cursed is the guy that, uh, or blessed is the guy that uh, does not <coughs> make a, uh, you know, a molten image or an image of Abu Dazara. Arur asher yaseh pesel masikah. And cursed is the guy that does make. Vechen kulan. Which means there was a general blessing and a uh, specific blessing. There was, uh, uh, for, each, uh, for, for each one of these uh, items. Now the Gemara explains over here that... Again, like we said, it's both in a general form and in a um, and in a uh, specific uh, form. Good. Comes the and says that she These are the four covenants that we came in. Kol mitzvot kulan. Not only the kedarot and argazim. All the six hundred thirteen mitzvot kulan teonot arba'a ele. You need these four components. Vilimbaditem otam. You got to learn them. Ushmartem la'asotam. You have to guard them. That means you have to review them. That's what the Maharsha says. Uchtim v'lemaditem otam et benechem. And you have to teach them. And of course, la'asotam is you have to do them. So those are the four components. Harekan arba mitzvot lechol mitzvah. Val arba'atam nimsiru arur ubaruch bichlal ubifrat. Wow. So for each one of the mitzvot, there was a Baruch Bifrat on all four items, which means, uh, blessed is the man that uh, learns the uh, Torah. Blessed is the man that uh, keeps the Torah, guards it. Blessed is the man that fulfills the Torah. Blessed is the man that teaches the Torah. For each single one of the uh, mitzvot, they came into four covenants. Baruch Hashem Medu Arur Hashem. Then the opposite of the curses. Curses is the guy that doesn't learn. Curses is the guy that doesn't teach. Curses is the guy that doesn't fulfill. Curses is the guy that doesn't guard. So vechel lemei 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 v
ברית לברך בפרט, ברית לארור בכלל, ברית לארור בפרט. So therefore you had over your many covenants, comes out if you want to, you had eight and eight, which means on the klal, you have a baruch bechlal, an arur bechlal, right? Four and four. Then you have a baruch bifrat, and an arur bifrat, four and four. So therefore, altogether, the covenant is 16, uh, 16 covenants just uh, on, uh, on those berachot uh, and the kedalot. Uh, okay, so each one was uh, done uh, specifically. So comes Gemara explains that now. Gemara says, and actually just to, just to keep note, we still didn't finish the Rashi's and Amud Lishon. Rashi, uh, we have to go back. Rashi's uh, Amud Lishon's applied to the Amud Bet. And anyway, the Gemara says like this, Hare Arba. Which means there are four commandments associated with every every mitzvah. Let's review the four commandments: l'mod, learn it; l'med, that's to teach; la'as the shmor, that's to guard it; and la'asot. Okay, so that's what the Gemara says: arba. Now, arba ve'arba hare shmona. Now, four and four: one for the blessings and one for the curses. So that's already brings you to. Eight. Now look at the way that she learns that. Look at that she arba arba. No, amudishon. That she actually learns it. It's two out of the four items. Arba b'nitot l'lmod ve'arba l'lamid. Okay, four for uh, learning, four for teaching. Tareish shmona, and then the Gemara says shmona u'shmona tareish sheshesle. And then another eight and eight. How is that? As she says, That's right. You have the shmor, another four, and the asot, another four for the beracha, and then the shmor and the asot for the kelala. Eight and eight that brings you to sixteen. It's just a, another way of saying that altogether was sixteen. Eight for the berachot and eight for the kelalot. Kedalot befrat, kedalot bechlal, berachot befrat, berachot bechlal, four for each item. And therefore that brings you to 16 covenants that we made. So the Gemara says, Shmona u'shmona reshesh esre. Okay, on each mitzvah, on each mitzvah, 16 covenants were made. Vechen besinai. So too, this, now this was the Nargadizim Nareval. We didn't discuss it. Har Sinai, what we accepted. So the Gebaraz comes along and says, Vechen Sinai. When we got to Har Sinai, we also accepted the Torah in the same way we accepted the Har Gizim with 16 covenants for each mitzvah. Now she says, Vechen Sinai, Keshe Ne'emru Kolam Wadzvot Lemoshe. When all the 613 were given to Moshe, Natu Kolam Ba'arur Ubaruch Bechlal Bifrat. Which means it was given each one in a general and in a specific and uh, uh, with all the four covenants uh, on each uh, one. And there was another time that this was done, the Gemara says, Vechen Be'arbot Mo'av. Before we came into Eretz Yisrael, Moshe brought us into the covenant yet another time. Shana'imar, Ele Devrea Berit, Asher Siba Hashem Et Moshe. This is the covenant that Hashem commanded Moshe Uchtiv Ushmartem Et Devrea Berit Azot. Look at Rashi on the Amud Lishon. Barbot Moav Kishamrad Yisrael Kedichtiv Be'ever Yadem Eres Moav Oil Moshe Shneimar Ele Devrea Berit Batar Kedalot Uberachot Ketiv. Which is interesting. This is out of order. The uh, story of Arvot Moav 
is written after Moshe Rabbeinu tells us that we're going to go into Eretz Yisrael, we're going to stand in Har Gerizim and Har Eivah, there's going to be Berachot and Kedalot. After that, it talks about what happened in Albot Moav. That's out of order. To teach us that the same thing that happened at the Kedalot and the Berachot of Har Gerizim and Har Eivah, the covenant took place at Albot Moav as well. Alma Kibrit Albot Moav, Bibrit Vekedalot, Kag Berit Bechorev, the Har Gerizim, Fine. So therefore comes out, he ended up having over here three times sixteen. Har Sinai. How many covenants altogether is that? Forty-eight covenants accepting the Torah. The Gabara says, Nimsa Memhed Beritot. Al-Kol Mitzvah U Mitzvah 48 covenants on every Mitzvah and Mitzvah Now you have to say according to this That on Har Girizim and Har Eval It was not only the 11 items that were mentioned That uh, once already you see that the 11 were mentioned Really we have to say that all of them were mentioned All the Tarek These are just the, uh, the, the, the ones that Torah specified But really all the Torah was given at Har Girizim and had eval as well. Again, bringing it to forty-eight. Sixteen, sixteen, and sixteen. Rabbi Shimon Motzi had gerizim v'had eval u'machnis oil mo'ed shebamidbar. Okay, so Rabbi Shimon he takes that had gerizim v'had eval. He doesn't know that that's not part of the equation. The whole Torah was not given had gerizim v'had eval, and he puts instead oil mo'ed. He puts another situation over there. That's oil mo'ed chedashi. Second line, Motzi Har Girizim, the Tishlo Amar Yosua Alim Kol Torah. According to the Bishmon, he didn't give the whole Torah Har Girizim like, like we understood initially. Ela Mitzvot Sheparasha Umachlis Oil Moed Shlachar Shukama Mishkan. After the Mishkan was constructed, the Barak has been looking Moshe Biyishuv. God sat with Moshe Rabenu. Vilamdo Kol Torah. So according to the Bishmon, you have Har Sinai, you have Oil Moed and Arbot. So you have the same forty-eight covenants. He just holds that you take an argizim and arba. That is an interesting uh, understanding over here. How do we know, according to the first shita, that the whole Torah was given argizim and arba? If you look at the Torah, it's only eleven berachot and eleven kilalot. So it's based on a principle that says called davar shaya bichlal. That any item that was part of the general room, that was that came out, that uh, was uh, you know uh, uh, was yotze, it did not come out only to teach us about itself, but it came out to teach us about the general rule itself, which means these eleven berachot they were part of the tarek mitzvot. So why did they, God specify these 11? And came out to teach us didn't come out to teach us specifically about itself Just like these 11 came with a Berachot and Kedalot So to all Tariyag Mitzvot came with a Beracha and a Kedalot Which is every single Mitzvah had these four Kedalot Beracha, Kedalot Klal, Prat, times four Comes the Gemaran says so again, we have a fantastic look at over here. Do you count Had Girizim or not? First Shita says, what are the covenants? 16 at Har Sinai. 
16 at Arbot Mo'av, 16 at Har Grizim and Har Eval. Second Shitar Bishimon, 16 at Har Sinai, 16 covenants, 16 at Oil Mo'ed, and 16 at Arbot Mo'av. So, what is the mahloket between these two rabbis? What is it based on? Which are arguing in the following Which means, when we got the Torah and Sinai, initially we got general rules. God gave us the general principles of the Torah. Later on, at Oil Mo'ed, we got the Details. Now, what does that mean? With that uh, generalities and how So, that she explains us a beautiful example. Kedalot neemru b'sinai. See that she? Get that she. B'stam neemrat Torah b'sinai. Ve'lonet parshalok. Ilon b'sinai neemar. Ve'zabachta alav et onoteka ve'chilamecha. Let alone. Har sinai Torah says what? You got to build the mizbeach. Bring bring korban olav. Bring korban chilamim. How do you bring Allah? How do you bring a Shirami? Where do you sprinkle the blood? No details. We just got the generalities. Right? The, 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 the fat, the, the meat. How do you burn it? The skinning of it. The whole of the fact they have to burn the entire Allah. Right? Once we got to oil, then we got all the details. So according to the Shita, Har Sinai was generalities. We got the, the, the raw law without any details. Then the law became uh, explained later on at Oil Moed. And then we continue. The Gemara says that what? Kilalot. I'm reading again the Braita. The Tanya Bishmanu Med Kilalot. The Nemru Bishnai Flatot Boil Moed. The Biakiva Med Kilalot. Uflatot Nemru Bishnai. Says no. The Biakiva says no. Torah was given in detail. At Har Sinai, the Nishnu be Oil Moed, and was given again in all its details in. It was given yet a third time with all its details in oil exactly. Which is according to Tanakama, since and a combination at Har Sinai and Oil Moed, we got the Prat and the Klal, so you count Har Sinai and Oil Mo'ed as one covenant, Arbot Mo'av is the second covenant, and Girizim and Eival is the third covenant. You can't count Har Sinai and Oil Mo'ed as separate because they are connected. One is Klal and one is the Prat. Is that clear? Again, according to Tanakamal, that's for you, outside. According to Tanakamal, what were the three times that we received the covenant? Har Sinai, he does not count Ohil Mo'ed. You know why? Because Har Sinai and Ohil Mo'ed, they complement each other. They're one's Klal, one's Prat. So that's one. Arbot Mo'ab is two, Girizim is three. But according to Rabbi Shimon, he'll go like Rabbi Akiva. That will say, no, Har Sinai is one. We got the whole Torah with its Pratim. Ohil Mo'ed is two, because we got the whole Torah with all the Pratim as well. Arbot Mo'ab is three, and he holds the Girizim. We didn't get the whole Torah over there, we just got the eleven that are... Mentioned that's the way we want to square off the Mahalok and Aftara Kama and Rabbi Shimon and the Brighta, like the two opinions over here of Rabbi Ishmael and Rabbi Akiva. The end, the Kakodavar Mizah Mizah Shikatuva, the Torah, and there's no Mizvah in the Torah, Shalom Nikhatu Ale Arbaim Ushmona Biritot. So, every which is an amazing concept to keep in mind. We didn't accept the Torah once. 
we accepted the Torah 48 times on each mitzvah. Again, just remember how we did that. 48 times means we accepted it in a blessing. Bless the person that keeps the law of Shatnez. Curse the person that keeps the law of Shatnez. And so on. Plus the one that teaches it. The one that learns it. The one that remembers it. So on and so forth. And then the general rule. That uh, as a general, all Christ that keeps it. Then it's specific. That the specific person keeps it. So each one has a cloud. Prat times four. So that's 48 times, 16 times. Three different places. It's actually even more than that. It's actually 48 covenants times the amount of Jewish people that there were, which is 600,000, 603,550. Which means, how do you get to that calculation? So that she says, look at that she. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yudah, Amir, Arba'im Ushmona Beritot, Lechol Echad, Shishmot Elif Ushmot Elifim Vahmishmot Vahmisha Vahmishim, Kiminyan Shayu Bimibar. Right, that was the matter people in the bar. Shekol Echad Naseh Arev Al Kol Echav. The famous rule of Arvut. Not only do we accept the Torah for ourselves, but we accept it to be guarantors that we're responsible for our friends to keep the Torah. So therefore, each person over here of the, we'll call it the 600,000 Jews, but it's really 600,000, uh, the specific number, three, 603,550 Jews, a specific number, we accepted it for ourselves, and we accepted it for our neighbor, which means we accept the Berachah that we're going to keep the Torah. And we also accept upon ourselves that we're responsible. The event says, I'm responsible. If Shimon doesn't keep the Torah, I'm responsible as well. So it's really, uh, each Jew accepted the uh, 48 uh, covenants for themselves and for their neighbor. That's the deen of Arvut. that clear? We accepted it twice. One for ourselves and one for <coughs> uh, the rest of Klai Yisrael. So that she says over there, right? He got to see that betosefta. Amar Rabbi, the devarim bishum and Yehuda, and then who comes and says, "Shalom to all the mimchad beritot." Shem shesh mot elif ushlosh talafim b'hamesh meot. Which is each person accepted forty-eight beritot times six hundred thousand. Right? He accepts the beritot for himself. He accepts it for the uven. He accepts it for Shimon. Anything to that's compounded that many more times for the arvut. Yes. Actually, Tosafot gives us the number. You can actually calculate the number. 30 right, it's about 30 million. That's what comes out. Well, actually, he gives us the number over here. Okay. In this sefer over here, he tells us the number basically is... Uh, it's... Uh, uh, the, the number he gives you over here, it's 17... Seven, five, eight, eight, five, five, two hundred. I guess that's 17 billion... Seven fifty hundred and fifty-eight million eight hundred fifty-five thousand two hundred. That's uh, that's the way it was fought, uh, counts that. Gemara continues. Amar Rabbi, Ledefre Rabbi Shimon ben Yehuda ish kefar Ako. 
שאמר משום רבי שמעון, אין לך כל מדבר מזון שבתורה, שלא נחתו עליה ארבעים ושמונה בריתות של שש מאות אלף ושלושה אלפים, שלושת אלפים וחמש מאות וחמישים, נמסר לכל אחד ועד מישראל שש מאות אלף ושלושה אלפים וחמש וחמישים. וכאן זה על איש קווננט מוזמד בי each one of the Jews said 600,000 uh, times over. The only question is, that's what the first Shita said. What is he coming to add? When the first Shita, Rabbi Shimon came along and said, it's compounded because each one accepted it for himself and for, for the other Jew. It comes to be and says, he said, no, according to that Shita, Rabbi Shimon, uh, it's really compounded. They're saying the same thing. So my benayu, Amar of Meshachya, Arba, the Arba, the Arba, Ika benayu. Which means, the first Shita says, we only accepted the Torah, I am responsible for myself, and I am a guarantor for every single other Jew that he should keep the Torah itself. So if he doesn't keep the Torah, I'm guilty. Okay, so I accept it for myself, that's, that's the regular deen of Arbut. But then you have the deen of Arba de Arba. I'm a guarantor for the guarantor. That's a double guarantee we accepted. What's that explanation? So the first to give a mashal to understand this over here. <coughs> Let's say over here you have Reuven, Shimon, and Nevi. Okay? Reuven has influence over Shimon. So therefore, just like he's responsible for himself, he's responsible for whatever Shimon does. Now, Shimon has influence over Levi. Reuven does not influence over Levi. So the law is going to tell me like this, that Reuven is not going to only be responsible for Shimon, but if he doesn't rebuke Shimon, so he's going to be responsible now for the fact that Shimon could have rebuked Levi, even though he had no connection to Levi, he's going to be responsible for that as well. So he accepted himself Arbut, and Arbut the Arbut. So that's already a much higher number. Now the number that they bring down over here, Right. 605 times 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 605 were, were accepted when it came to uh, the receiving of the Torah. Yeah. Now the whole parasha of which is the Kelalot and the Berachot, those 11, which we'll list the 11 right now for you, they really were all referring to one specific sin, and that is the sin of adultery. Now we're going to have to figure out ourselves how all 11 are connected to adultery. Let's see, the Gabbara says, Aruda ish Masicha. Which means, it's as cursed as the guy that worships Avodah He makes an image, you know, an image of metal and things like that. So the Gabbara says, is that enough? The guy's worshipping Avodah Zarai. That's, that's worse than Arur. The guy's a kofir. The guy deserves much worse than a curse. So the Gabbara says, Be'arur sagile? Is that enough just to give the guy a curse? The guy, he's, he's, he defected from the ranks of uh, Judaism. That's not enough to say Arud. So the Gibraltar, you know what we're talking about? It's talking about a guy that committed, let's say, adultery. Okay, what's the child of an adulterous uh, relationship? The only bin. That child is called a mamzer. 
the Mamzer don't want to live amongst the Jewish people because he knows he's ostracized. So what does he do? So he moved out. He moved out to live by the Goyim. And now but once he lives by the Goyim, what's going to happen to him? He's going to learn from their ways. He worships Avodah Zarah. Cursed is his parents because they caused him to do it. So when it says Arur or Se Pesilu Masecha means cursed is the guy that commits adultery. That brings a Mamzer into the world. And the Mamzer doesn't want to live amongst the people because he's ostracized. He goes to live somewhere else. As a result, worships Avodah Zarah. Who's to blame for that Avodah Zarah? The parents that committed that Avodah. Now we have to go through all 11 to see exactly. How this applies, right? Uh, one of them, look at that sheet. That she's going to tell you all of them. Look at this here. See it, uh, you have to read that sheet inside. Uh, you see it inside? He's embarrassed. Which means, you have one of them is which means one of the Isurim over there is cursed is the guy who sleeps with his who lies with his mother-in-law, okay? The Eshet Abib or sleeps with his wife's uh, father, or sleeps with his sister. Those are three out of the eleven. Now, as she says, we have to explain all of them in the context of Eshet Ish. So you have to say that besides the fact that it's the mother-in-law and it's the father's wife and it's the sister, you have to say they were married on top of it. To add the new three picture, kulam be'eshet ish ulmekam betle arure, and he's getting two sins over there. Not only is the sin of incest by his sister, let's say, but she was also married. So this was the sin of eshet ish. Now. That's a, uh, a, a problem in the Rashi because you didn't got to go so far, which means already to create a mamzer, to create a mamzer, incest is enough to create a mamzer. That's the same old story. The guy's going to consider, create a mamzer, and then uh, he made an issue. Why did Rashi have to go to the extent to say that he did two sins? He slept with a sister who was also Eshet uh, Ish. I mean, that's because he wants to explain the whole thing. So I saw they explain over here uh, from different another uh, interpretation over there. He says over here, it means over here. Um, Yeah, he says over here like this. Yeah, she says over here, it's referring to a cohabitating with a woman who was both his sister, father's wife, mother-in-law, and a married woman. But such an explanation seems needlessly complicated, given the fact that the child of any of these three women is a mamzer, even regardless. So he has that, uh, that question. That's on number uh, 689. The way he explains it over here, deal with forms of forbidden cohabitation, refers to one who comes with a married woman, who was also his father's wife, his sister among the respective. Such a man is doubly cursed. One for begetting a son who will be forced to worship idols, and one for the sin of uh, incest. Okay, so you get the two sins of it. Number one, because the kid's going to be a mamzer and go worship Abu like we said in the first one. And number two, he committed the incest. In any, what's the next one? Aru shochev im Cursed is the person that lies with an animal. How's that uh, adultery? So that she says, Eshet ish. She didn't actually sleep with an animal. She's an eshet ish, she's an adulteress, but she's doing the act of an animal. So the animals sleep with anybody. So too, she's acting like a animal. Shemina Okay, that's committed to Zenu. Makle Abi Veimo. 
Cursed is the man that shames his mother and father. Habal eshet ish. If a person commits adultery, what does he do? Mezazel b'avibu Right? Which is he casts aspersions on his upbringing. What do the people say when a person commits adultery? Well, look at his upbringing. Look at his father and mother. They, they, they raised him. So that's considered shaming his mother and father. So even the, the curse is the man that shames his mother and father by committing adultery. Cursed is the man that puts a stumbling block or leads a blind person to go astray, to go off the road. How is that adultery? So that she says, eshet ish. She soma bedavav, which means he uh, he seduces eshet ish, a married lady. She's blind, which means she's easily seduced. So he leads her astray to commit the sin. Then ayodat oncha kamu, which means she doesn't realize that she's going to get punished as well. Masi gevul dehayu, cursed is the man that encroaches on his friend's property. That's obvious adultery. How's that? Baal eshet baalishto. Right, he encroaches and takes his friend's wife. He took his friend's uh, property. Cursed is the man that damages his friend in hiding. He strikes his, fr- his fellow stealthily, which means he does it in a hidden way. What's that mean? So that's, uh, he explains over here, which means he's going to cause the guy to die uh, with, with the Mayim Hammarim, which means as a result of uh, the adultery, the lady goes to the Beit HaMikdash, she's going to drink the, the, the waters, and as a result of drinking the waters, going to cause the lady to die. So he did it in a, in a tricky way, which means by him committing adultery, he actually was Makir He caused that guy's wife now to... Uh, to die as a result of the of the waters. Right? That's the way he explains it over here stealthily. He says, because with his stealthy committed act, he caused the adulteress to have drink the bitter waters and die. The next item is person is the man that takes bribery. Arur the third line of Rashi. He takes bribery in order to kill somebody. He takes a bribe, there's a guy that takes a bribe, that seduces the man to commit Ishit Ish. And the guy accepts the bribe, over and he's going to the guy, do it, don't worry, it's good, don't worry, you'll enjoy it. So he's accepting a bribe in order to seduce a guy to commit adultery. And ends up bringing uh, death to the world. It causes the lady to die. Cursed is the man that tilts the scales of a judgment of a yatom, of an orphan, or a uh, convert. That she concedes over here. That she says, I don't know how that's talking about adultery over there. With all the other cases, I can create a scenario where it's connected to Zlut. When it came to the Gerin Yatom, that she concedes over here. says, I do not have an interpretation to this. Good. So he says over here, he writes over here from Tosfot Arosh, from Tosfot Shams. Cursed is the one who perverts judgment, convert of a widow. Seems impossible to explain that she's at a loss. Tosfot Shams always suggests the following. Because of his shame and not being able to find a wife, the adulterous Mamzer's sons travel to a distant land. There he is a stranger. 
he is for all practical purposes an orphan because his father does not own up to having fathered him. So therefore, he's a gid and he's a yatom. Father committed adultery, had the kid. The kid's a mamzer. He don't want to live in the Jewish community. What does he do? He goes lives out of the community. So technically, he's a gid. And technically, he's an orphan, even though his father's alive, because his father don't want to know from him. So therefore, of course, it is the guy that causes a uh, situation where the guy's a gid and a yatom because it's an adulterous relation. In any event, that's the Gemara's shita over here, that all those items that were said at Argizimar Eval are all connected to the one sin of... Ni'uf comes to give an answer. Tanur Banan, we have a brayta. Vedatatat berachal har grizim et kedal al arival. So you're going to give the curse berachot on har grizim. Doesn't mean on har grizim. You're not facing har grizim is the berachot, and facing har arival was the kelalot. Comes to give an answer. Matamudomar. What is the pasuk saying? Im tal im lilamed. If it's to teach me where the Berachot was said, that the Berachot on Gerizim and the Kelalot on Eval, we know that already. We know that already. You don't need two Pesukim to tell me that the Berachot were by Gerizim and the Kelalot were by Eval. It is redundant. So what do you need that Pesuk for? Oh, so that Pesuk is telling me the Berachot came first. First you did the Berachot, and then you did the kalah, which was when the pasuk says, It's not giving you a placement, it's giving you order. First, then kalalot. Oh, did you say all 11 berachot and then all 11 kalalot? Was it 11 and then 11? No, Tabud Omar, beracha uklala. The pasuk says, one beracha, one kalala. Beracha ahat, kodemah de kalala, ve'en kola berachot kodemah de kalalot. Which means, one beracha preceded the kalala, but not all the berachot. So then we did one beracha, one kalala, you did the, the positive, then the negative. The positive, then the negative. Yeah, beracha uklala. And also we're going to make a cash between the way the blessings were given and the way the curses were given. No malicha. Ma kalala bilviim. Just like the liviim, they delivered the curses. Af beracha bilviim. So to the berachot delivered by the Levim. Just like the Kedalot were given in a loud voice, were given in a loud voice. Just like the Kedalot were given in Hebrew, just like we learned that the Kedalot were given in a general Right for the general mass, and then was given in a specific Elu ve'elu onim ve'omrim amen. Just like by the Kedalot, both sides answered amen. The, 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 the tribes of Gerizim and Eval, they accepted my saying amen. Af berachot, elu ve'elu onim ve'omrim amen. Look at the Rashi, just let's, let's finish these Rashi's over here. Yachol, kola berachot, kulan, kodmot, and kedalot. Do you think that you should make all the berachot before the Kedalot? Shigmiru, kola berachot, tell you should finish all the berachot. Ad baruch, ashir yakim, v'haka kifto bekedalah. Like, b'asura kodesh, k'dafinu kol kol memosim. Which is all these items we learned earlier. It says the word called by the Kedalot. It says the word called by Moshe. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu was Bekolram, so to the Kedalot of Argerizim Zahar Bar Eval. And once already we're connecting Kedalot to Berakot. Just like the Kedalot of Bekolram, so to the Berakot of Bekolram. And just like the Kedalot, everybody answered Amen to them, so to the Berakot. Which means we're making a case that the Kedalot and Berakot all have the same dinim. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. <laughs>